Welcome to the daily VFN Radio Highlights, where we're keeping the conversation light at VFNTV.com. Enjoy. I don't know what it is, you know, but it's almost like uh, one of the surveys that was being done by a conservative Christian organization, and they found out that Christians would rather be um, called conservative rather than mm. be called Christians. Mm -hmm. And it's like a Christian is a Christian, you know. You're, you, we don't mind being called a Christian. If we're ashamed of being called a Christian, then, you know, the Father will be ashamed of us. And so, um, that was a very interesting point you brought up. <laughs> what you think about it? It's just yeah, right. How often have, have we become more focused on our political affiliation or basically uh -huh. where we are horizontally as opposed right. to the fact that having a kingdom perspective, right. not so much horizontal, but the vertical, regardless of how men see me in their eyes, how does the Father see me? Yeah, and he says, you know, that if we're ashamed of him, mm -hmm. he'll be ashamed of us. That's right. And so, if we don't want people to know we're a Christian, then we're saying, I'm kind of ashamed of the fact of being a Christian. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that have been done in the name of Christianity that can make you be ashamed to be mm -hmm. associated with people who are doing some bad things. Mm -hmm. But it's, that's not what a Christian is. A Christian is actually somebody who follows Christ, yeah. who's a Christ follower. When you look at that too, we've talked about many times being a global Christian and, yeah. and not being so focused on the fact that I'm an American Christian. It's just like, no, I'm a yeah. Christian first, regardless right. of where I am in the world. It just so happens to be that God chose me to be birthed in this nation. Right. So regardless of conservative or not, I'm a follower of Christ. And I'm very grateful for being born in America. Yes. God has been. So we, yeah. we're entrusted with this, the wealth of this nation. You know, we're doing as much as we can with what we story. have. And amaz it, would be, it would be powerful just to think about what, you know, if the church just wakes up in such mm -hmm. a way and begins to invest in the souls. I mean, America's done quite a bit, but we can do so much more. Our poorest person in America is richer than 70% of the world's population. Right. So I'm just getting into a, a particular country and a people and beginning to bless them in the name of Christ. Just powerful things like Samaritan's Purse and Operation Blessings and things that are going on like that. But listen, we're going to go to this awesome series that was done by uh, Faith for the Nation, Kenneth Copeland Ministries, as we're addressing these key issues, as we're walking into a time of, of voting. It's coming up and you know, we need to vote. I encourage you to vote. It's your duty to vote. It's your responsibility to vote. You know, as we talked about that you know, the many soldiers that gave their life and their health for us to go out freely and just select a particular candidate that would lead our country. I mean, whoever leads our country, it's a choice that we make. And not voting is a choice, and we're really going to be answered to God mm -hmm. for not voting. If somebody told you, you know, you don't vote, it's like if there's a draft and there's a war going on, they take you and you have to fight for the country. Mm -hmm. Well, it's much easier to vote for the country than it is to fight for the country. You would know firsthand, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, and I, and, and I appreciate your duty in Iraq and what you served us and with the other other Marines mm -hmm. and soldiers as well. But uh, we owe it to the men and women who lay down their lives and their time and their resources to be able to to give us the right to be able to vote. So let's go right now. This is this is questions being asked here. How does your vote affect the moral issues of your society? Let's listen now. 
I recently was on a roundup in the, the Badlands of North Dakota, and we went out and drove the cattle out of the, the boonies and the brush docks, got them up in Plateau, ran them across, about 1,600 in the herd, and so we got them in the pens and started treating them in the pens. And That's so, a job of work. Yeah. It's a job of work, brother, and I, I loved it, man. I had a great horse. So we were treating them, and we had cowboys and cowgirls in there, and we had 580 calves that we treated. And you know, there was no trouble telling whether that calf was male or female. It was no trouble at all. That's a law of nature. You can tell. And now we've got 82 known identities in America. We've left the self-evident truths, and we're talking ourselves in all sorts of stupidity over here. Nature itself says there's two genders. The Bible four times says, and God made them male and female. And if you get in the platforms and see what they say about other genders, mm -hmm. Bible's real clear. There's only two genders. And there's now over 80 recognized genders? Are still, you kidding and me? And still going. And still going because it's whatever you perceive yourself to we be. Were, we were. You know, and it doesn't matter which gender you were. It used to be that you check between your legs to know your gender. Now you check between your ears to know your gender. And how, how strange is that? Mm -hmm. That between my ears is what tells me my, my gender. My spiritual father, Oral Roberts, told me this. I, I drove him... Uh, this was long after I had left ORU, but he came down, he, he came down, he was speaking in Dallas, and so he came and spent the night with Gloria and me for a couple of nights, and, and I drove him back and forth. And this issue of, of uh, homosexuality was really, really hurting his heart. Man, he was... People are hurting under that, and he's trying to get them healed, and it, it really bothered him. And uh, in our discussion of it, I've, 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 I think of this really, really often. He said, Kenneth, now listen to me now. God has never created anybody to be something he has already forbidden. That's right. Mm. That's right. Boy, that's it's simple that's good. and profound. That's right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. on that basis is where we do everything we can possibly do mm -hmm. to get the truth of this to people, because it'll destroy your life. The 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 homicide uh, rate is what? I've forgotten what. 27, 28% higher, it, it, all kinds of things. That's A new study just out, I mean just out, matter of weeks based on National Institute of Health stats shows that those that are in a homosexual or lesbian lifestyle have much higher mental difficulties, much higher alcoholism, much higher smoking, much higher health difficulties. And, of course, it's made everybody mad, but these are the government statistics. This is not a right-wing group that put this together. Yeah, it's just there. It, it's just there. It's, it's another it self-evident truth. It's, yeah. it's one of these things. You don't deny truth, but you're exactly right. Because God, and this goes back to the abortion thing, too. Mm -hmm. If you do it God's way, you will get God's blessing, period. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it works. So if we go from the premise that God says life in the womb is not to be destroyed, Life in the, you don't shed innocent blood, and that includes in the womb, you, that life would be fully developed. For over, 
almost 60 years now, we've been doing what's called embryonic stem cell research. Um, back in the time of Bill Clinton in, in the early 90s, uh, he called it fetal tissue research. And at that point, he announced to America how that we, through fetal tissue research, through killing a child in the womb, killing it while it's growing, we take that, we take that tissue from that, that murdered child and we're going to be able to cure cancer. We'll be able to cure uh, brain injuries, spinal cord injuries. We'll be able to cure all sorts of eye diseases. We'll be able to cure uh, um, um, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. So 60 years into this now, California and other states passed initiatives to put billions into that. 60 years in, we have zero medical cures for anything. Now, for less time than that, we've been working with what's called adult stem cell. And don't, mm -hmm. don't confuse the word adult. Adult stem cell is taken, when a child is born out of the womb, when it's two seconds old, they'll take material from the placenta, or from the umbilical cord outside the womb. That's adult stem cells. Well, that's an infant. Yeah, but it's adult stem cells. Mm. From that, we now have over 100 medical cures, including all sorts of, of things for leukemia and cancer and eye cancer and macular degenerative disease. And they're now doing uh, the spinal reconnections where you're getting nerves back in, into people that are quadriplegics. It's coming back with adults. Well, isn't that amazing? If you don't kill a child, you don't get any, if you kill a child, you get no medical cures out of it. If you don't kill a child, you got over a hundred medical cures and they're still adding to it. Science, God's the one who invented science. He made everything. He knows how science works. And if you do science his way, you'll always get his result. And so whether it's homosexuality, you don't, I mean, God says sex is confined to a man and a woman in a lifelong union. So it doesn't matter whether it's homosexuality or adultery or, or premarital sex, it's all gonna have problems with it. And right now, one in four kids in America who have engaged in premarital sex have a lifelong permanent sexually transmitted disease. And it's not AIDS. We have three others that are lifelong permanent sexually. So anytime you get outside of God's boundaries, you're not going to have good consequences. Mm. And that's, mm -hmm. that's why knowing God's Word, reading platforms, creating policy from local, county, state, and federal levels that reflect God's Word, you get God's blessings back. That's through health care, that's through economics, mm -hmm. that's through family, mm -hmm. that's through mental health, mm -hmm. that's through everything. And, and that's why, the, and I'm glad you said, hey, what does the Bible say about abortion? Well, here's exactly here's another scripture. They know. just text me one from the crew. Ecclesiastes 11.5, as you know not what is the way of the wind or how the spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a pregnant woman. Oh. Yeah. There's another one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, so what you're saying is where the abortion situation is concerned, that's like the kingpin. That's the kingpin. It is that's, the kingpin. That's the it number is one the issue. That yeah. is, it's yeah. life. You get yeah. that it's wrong. Life. You get that wrong. You took a wrong turn and you're on the wrong road. You're headed the wrong way. And so, the, the founders of this nation yeah. understood that. And that's why it's a self-evident truth. Everybody's got the right to life. Mm -hmm. Here, let, mm -hmm. let me add to that mm -hmm. self-evident truth because the founders said it's the laws of nature and nature's God. The laws of nature is God's source in the scriptures. The laws of nature, there's 10 million species in nature. There's not a single one that kills its young in the womb out of 10 million species. There's not, the law of nature is no abortions. And I don't care whether you believe in evolution or creation, I'm a creation guy. You can choose any way you want. There's nothing that kills young while it's still in the womb. Nothing in nature. 
So that violates the laws of nature and of nature's God. By the way, homosexuality does. Um, 10 million species in nature, there's less than half a dozen that have any instances of homosexuality, and it's never a lifestyle in any species out of 10 million. So we violate the laws of nature and of nature's God, but you're exactly right, Bishop. You're exactly right. The laws of nature and nature's wow. God. And you hear, I heard recently, you know, politicians running for office, and they would make that quote. And, uh, and they're really explaining it really well. Mm -hmm. It's very helpful. We're going to continue this um, program and talking about these specific things. It's so important because the vote is coming up, you know, uh, in the next couple of days. You need to decide, you know, who you're going to vote for, but, you, but the, you're going to vote. It's going to determine, you know, the platforms that they're talking about for our nation and the blessing that we need. And, and we're going to make some related content to you on the VFN torch that kind of helps you see the agenda that's been going from, yeah. from day one. And it hasn't been in the dark. I mean, it's been, it's, it's been said from the very beginning. Uh, although things have changed, you know, we had the platform uh, meeting where they were talking at the Democratic National Convention, for example, uh, in 2012, yeah. was it? And they uh, were talking about, um, you know, removing, basically got out of the platforms that Jerusalem would be the capital of Israel. Of Israel. And when they put it back, the Democratic National Convention, not everybody there, but it was a very loud roar, boo, mm -hmm. that they actually put Jerusalem back as the capital. And so the agenda was, the platform was, to remove that. And so we can change the platforms by when you read the platforms and to say, I, I agree with this one or that one, and then you go vote for a candidate, for example, that stands for that platform. We're listening to Kenneth Copeland, Bishop Keith Butler, David Barton, all talking about, you know, how does our vote affect the moral issues of society? Mm -hmm. I think that, I think the biggest concern of, of every individual is, well, how can I, how can I say, you know, we don't need to be doing that when I myself needed forgiveness because my life, I had a life of sin and that, and, and without God, I couldn't even make it. The thing about it, it's everybody. Everybody has sinned, everybody's fallen short. Nobody's any better than anybody else. But what makes us right is not our works. What makes us right is our faith in Jesus Christ. And it's very important because a lot of people are looking at folks and the enemy's telling them, oh, you know, they're good people, perfect people, they don't make any mistakes. And oh, they're worried because they themselves have the Romans chapter seven sin nature working inside of them and things that they want to do, they don't do, and things they do, they hate, and you're having that inner battle. And he says, who's going to save me from this battle? And he says, praise be to Jesus Christ. Who's, who does that? Because he didn't come in the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. And so when we talk about a Christian, it doesn't mean you're perfect. It, it means, means you're, you're forgiven. forgiven. Praise God. And so, and you have to communicate that because one of the rules for radical Sotolinsky rules is, is trying to get people to live up to their 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 own laws, yeah. and we cannot be saved by the law. There's, not, I mean, the Ten Commandments. We need to honor them. We need to be our values. We need to try to live a life that that lines up them up to them. But reality is, if we try to put our confidence and our own ability to obey them, our very own sin nature will end up in, in, in and crash us. Yeah. But when we put our confidence in God through Jesus Christ and abide with Him, somehow miraculously, we start doing better in school. Sometimes we just start doing better mm -hmm. in life. We just kind of go further away from sin. But if we turn our back on God, then some reason we can't even hardly tie our shoes anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's just how much He loves us and forgives us. So this is about the best case scenario is God's case scenario over a nation. If we want to keep America, we have to realize that 
the platforms are determined by who who we actually choose to be in yeah. office. And so I know you were just you just read the platforms. You didn't know they were available, mm -hmm. correct? That was a huge a learning point to me too, because when you say platforms, I didn't even know what that was. Right. But to know that you can actually go for, and we're going to have this all available for you on the torch. But learning that you can actually read line by line, you know what the beliefs are, what they stand for. Hey, th you know regarding this issue, we're for this. Regarding this issue, we mean that. And knowing every party, reading it right. and seeing, hey. This is what we believe in. And a lot of people don't even know it exists. Right. And you're actually signing that as a contract. When you vote mm -hmm. for this particular party in person that signs, lines up with that platform, you, because it's a government by the people and for the people, so you as the king, basically, of this issuing an edict over a nation, you're going, I agree with this platform. And when you start reading them like Bishop Butler was talking about, he could not believe how some were right in line with God's Word and others weren't in line right. with God's Word. So it's important. We're going to make that available on the VFN Torch for you. But let's go right back. This is Kenneth Copeland, Bishop Keith Butler, David Barton. And just, you know, how does your vote affect the moral issues? A lot of people complain about what's happening, bakers and different things mm -hmm. happening. But the reality is if you change, if we change our hearts and change leadership, it'll change the direction of our nation. Let's go there now. See, it brings us, though, to where we are in America today and its potential future. Now, I'm in total agreement with Brother Copeland about this is God's nation. Yep. And the end result of this thing is going to be God's going to do mm -hmm. what he says he's going to do. What happens in the interim, mm -hmm. okay, between uh, what's happened to, up to this point and what happens in the future will depend mm -hmm. on, A, voting, because voting, uh, that seed will produce leadership that produces yeah. what these platforms are, yeah. Uh, and the end result, either more and more sin, yeah. or you go to righteousness. As a yeah. man sows, so he also reap. Yeah. Tells us what? Tells us that the wages of sin is death. Of course, we know in all the ramifications of death. And so, you know, the Lord spoke to me about, oh, I guess almost two years ago, he said judgment was coming to the nation. Well, as I began to look in the scripture, see what judgment actually is, because a lot of times mm -hmm. when people say judgment, they just think of, you know, maybe a foreign power is going to overrun you or, you know, something is going to happen. They think of judgment just in the, nat in the, in the natural and the negative light. Judgment is also positive. Uh, judgment is only, simply, the result of what God said would happen if you did certain things. Mm -hmm. And so if you sow to righteousness, then you reap prosperity, you reap uh, all of the protections. Seeking you reap first kingdom of God. Everything. Yeah. Uh, if you sow the other way and you look in the scripture, God deals with us as individuals, yeah. as families, yep. as nations. You see all of that in scripture. And so you get at whatever level those things that you do. So you, we were talking about, you, if you, as an individual, can practice doing the word and in the midst of the nation that decide to go opposite to the word can have all the catastrophic results mm. of not following God, but you personally be blessed and the other way around. Okay, so this choice that's before you in the next two weeks, people watching this, this choice will determine uh, what happens to the nation the next four years. When she goes right, she goes wrong. When she goes more deeper into sin, when she makes the turn and starts heading towards righteousness, yeah. even though both candidates, they may not be what we think, okay? But God's got something he wants done. That's why it is incumbent upon you. You must cast your seed 
you must get before God. Let him tell you who you're supposed to support. You yeah. must do your homework and find out what it is you're supporting uh, because what's going to happen in the next several years is going to be dependent upon this election. Every election has consequences. This guy's a historian, and you can go through, I'm sure you could tell me, no question. You can look at history and see where the decisions were made at the top, who was elected, and what followed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, God may eventually got them back up to, mm -hmm. you know. But it took longer, and there's it a lot of grief that didn't need to happen. But, but, but there were consequences, good or bad, to every election. Thank God for Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm, yeah. He was a consequence of people like you talked about with John Quincy Adams, the mm -hmm. abolitionists and, and the others who decided to do righteously, even though they were the minority, and it brought about Lincoln. So also, what was it, 500,000 dead? 750,000. Okay, that wound up almost every family in America got, got touched over. See, so all, yeah. all of that uh, is in, involved. You can also look at the times of great prosperity in America. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you can also see that same stream. So uh, when the Lord said that to me, you know, at first I was like, you know, I was looking at, was Iran going to tax us or, 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 or the Soviet Union or, or Russia mm -hmm. or, or whatever, but the Lord really straight up my understanding about it and that, it's all comes back again to seed time. I, I'm, I know I'm sounding like I'm uh, redundant with this, but it is the law as long as the earth remains. Uh, Jesus said the whole kingdom of God yeah. is as if a man plants a seed in the ground. Mark 4. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. That's it. They, they've, his disciples came to him and said, increase our faith. In the 17th chapter of Luke, he said, if you had faith as a grain, uh, as a seed, mustard seed, yeah. you'd say, mm -hmm. you'd sow it, you plant it. Mm -hmm. What if you, if you put it to work, it'll grow. If you sow it like a seed, it'll grow. If you want love, plant love. If, if, if mm. you want money, plant money. It, it, it all comes back to the law. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Because what you're doing to others is what they're doing to you. What you're sowing is what you're reaping. They get the idea that you can sow one thing and get another and just keep doing it because one of these days it's going to work out. Mm. It don't work. Mm. That's insanity. And socialism has never worked. Communism has never worked. Never will. Look at Venezuela right now. Look at look at all the rest, the rest of the whole earth. It doesn't work. Can't show one example where it's ever Not worked. one. And the purest example of all, if it was ever going to work, it would have worked in Russia because it's the only pure communism nation That's right. ever. And it only lasted 75 years. Mark chapter 4, Jesus said, because you're talking about the parable of the sower. He said in verse 13, if you don't know this parable, how then will you know any of the rest you of it? You can't figure out the rest in of it. In other words, this one is the base of everything else that he taught. Seed, time, That's and it. harvest, sow and sows the word. Praise and of the four God. that planted, three of them Satan picked off. Mm -hmm. Only one of them was good ground. Mm -hmm. Yep, 75% of them. Okay, but... but what came of it? 
30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Mm -hmm. Good, good ground. So what I hear you saying about the vote is that it has a, a vital impact not only on the nation, and we'll get into the power of one vote here in a bit, but mm -hmm. the, the power of going into the voting booth is the seed that we sow not only for the nation, but for our own lives, yeah. personally. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How we are going to function, how we will function over the next four years. From you as an individual, all the way to what happens to a nation, and there are nations that affect all of the world for history's sake. This is serious business. It this is, it well, is. You mentioned that it happened over the next four years. Let me introduce a concept of a president that's a little different than what most people think. Okay. And it goes back to the platform. Because yeah. this platform lays out legislative agendas, both of these platforms say, here's what we want Congress to do. You need to think of the president as the gatekeeper to legislation. Hmm. Because legislation is not going to get passed without that gatekeeper. That's right. So what you need to say is, okay, which of these agendas do I want to see move forward legislatively? Well, Here's a person who's going to slam the door on every piece of legislation I want to move forward. I may not like that person, may not agree with them, may not think their values are right, but if they're of the other party, they're going to slam the door on every piece of legislation. Mm. Or I've got one here that may not like the values, may not think the morals are right, but at least we'll let that legislation go through the front door and get out to the people. And so if you look at the president as a gatekeeper for legislation as opposed to what the president... Look, in, in politics today, the president is like the, the rooster. He crows every morning so the sun will come up, you know. And he's, he, the, the president takes credit for everything. And sure. that's not true. He doesn't do that much. The legislation is what makes a big difference. And that's the gatekeeper on legislation. So also vote on the president thinking, okay... Which of these two agendas do I want to see move forward and which one do I want to see stopped? And if you vote the president on that basis as a gatekeeper to let that legislation move through or kill it, yeah. that's a simple way to see what the president's really that's supposed to good, do. Dude. You Thank know, you. and uh, when I, uh, I've also served on a platform committee, uh, not this year's, but uh, decades past I have. And, you know, I started out as a precinct delegate. I got uh, five votes. Okay, in the, the political precinct, <laughs> my opponent got three, and I got elected. Numbers is all, what it's all about. Yeah, and, uh, five will be three every, every time. time, except in and except became, in Common Core math. They won't do it then, but other than that, yeah. we ain't gonna talk about Common Core right now. But uh, uh, a delegate wound up, you know, going to the county convention, and then, and then one day I, you know, got selected two people out of every state to at least back when I was uh, still is uh, on the Republican side, not on the Democrat side, on the Republican okay, side. Okay, on, on the side that I was on at the time, and uh, then wound up on the National Platform Committee. Uh, well, you, you say, well, what about how? How do you get here? You have to be involved one way or the other. Mm -hmm. you, you have to get involved in it. Uh, uh, in the political battles that are out here, if for no other reason than for your children. That's right. Mm. And your grandchildren. That's right. Okay, and it can be as very simple as being a precinct delegate that uh, at least cast a vote in a, in a convention yeah. for somebody to yeah. one day go and become yeah. on the uh, national platform committees, okay? Uh, Everyone is responsible for doing something in this republic. Yeah, everyone is. Mm -hmm. uh, it is your responsibility, especially one 
that this nation was founded by people who wanted God to yeah. rule. And now, you're even voting for where your grade school student goes to the bathroom. Yep. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. It, 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 this, this, well, who can be in the bathroom? Who can yeah, be who can, in the bathroom? Who can, yeah. And in public. Well, that's easy. We're only going to have one bathroom, one locker room. Everybody's going to be in it. Everybody's going to be that's in it. That's the current I mean, policy. That, that's but, the mandate. Yeah, but this, this, is, a that's this wrong. is dangerous. That's, that's right. This is, this is yeah. not just spiritually dangerous. This, this is dangerous, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's stupid dangerous. Mm -hmm. Come on. But that, that, I mean, when you deteriorate far enough into the abyss, you swear you'd never get there, but you let the devil in the back seat, it ain't going to be long he's going to be driving. Mm -hmm. So, and that, that's where we are right now. And it, it's taking a while for mm. people, particularly my age, to even realize that this is even a possibility. But you have to stop and think it all the way through. I got to do something about this. That is something. If you let the devil in the back seat, it won't be long before he'll be he's driving. driving. And we're, we're finding that out in America for sure. When you think about what happened with Jesus, when they called him good teacher, they're trying to get his attention, they called him good teacher. And of all the things the Son of God could say was, who are you calling good? Mm -hmm. The only one is good is God. And that's a very powerful thing because once you realize that any good that you, we do is God enabling us to do it. I mean, if God just let us go, as what happened before the days of Noah, it doesn't turn out well. Mm -hmm. But when we put God in the center of our life and, and spend time with God and make Him the Lord of our life and abide with Him, He enables us to be able to do better than we've done and, and do good. But Jesus said, who are you calling good? The only one is good is God. And he's the son of God right. operating as all man and choosing not to operate in his Godhead. And, um, and so sometimes the biggest issue people have about standing up for what's right. I mean, you have people that are just critical and mean mm -hmm. and just say whatever when you're going like, you're doing the same thing. You're saying, anyway. But is they feel like, who am I to say something? And we're supposed to say it in love. We should say it in love and kindness. You know, we talked about, we you know, we're morality you know, meets, meets the law. Mm -hmm. And how all we can say is, you know, it just, it's, it's not good for our country to go this way. It's not good for your family to go that way. But we're dependent on God to enable us to walk that way. And it's not about an individual being able to accomplish some great godly life. It's God with you enabling you to, um, to walk out a, a righteous life or a more righteous life than you had. And, and a lot of people call their life righteousness, but what it is, they just don't like that one sin, mm. you know? And so they stand politically and go, yeah, that's terrible. But they have no problem with pride. They have no problem with greed. Trying to categorize have, the yeah. sin. And, and, and really the, the, the only sin that keeps us out of heaven is the unforgiven sin, mm. the sin that we don't seek the Lord and, and make Jesus Lord of our life and then ask Him to forgive us because all the sin of the world was taken upon the Lord Jesus Christ and everybody who calls on his name and says, you know, God, I want you to, be, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Would you forgive me for my sins? It's forgiven. And so we are them outside of him. So we can't be critical, but we had to say, if we want to have a nation, if we want it to survive, we've got to go back to his original intent and it's one nation under God, indivisible with liberty for all. How do we 
walk that out in this season. God can enable us to do what we think is impossible, mm -hmm. but with God, all things are possible. Be sure to vote and uh, get educated, but vote. But you can go to vfntv.com forward slash vote to find out how candidates stand on certain values and issues. I wanna pray, let's pray right now. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for, for forgiving us of our sin. We thank you, Lord God, for leading us, God. We thank you, Lord, that those that are even listening right now, that they can call out to you, Lord God, and they can ask for forgiveness, and you would forgive them of their sin, Lord God. That, that's a beautiful thing. Lord, help us to communicate with others, not from a spirit of self-righteousness, but how to, how to operate in this season, this nation, this kingdom that we're walking in even now, Father God, that you would just, your kingdom would come, your will will be done in America, Father God. Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you would end abortion, send revival, send a third great awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless. You've just been listening to the highlights from VFN TV and the Data Radio program, where we're keeping the conversation light. Listen or watch more programs and check out the VFN Torch at VFNTV.com. Don't forget about our VFN TV app where no matter where you are, you can take the light with you and share with your friends. We want to thank our sponsors and partners who make this program possible. Take the time and support our sponsors. You can locate them at VFNTV.com and select sponsors. If you'd like to become a sponsor or a partner, you can do so at VFNTV.com. VFN TV and the daily radio program where we're keeping the conversation light. Yeah.